Listener Production. Take it away for the second time in a day, my dulcet toned Adonis. Oh, that's like my dream sex life. Twice in a day. <laughs> really? Sounds like a lot of effort. Well, no, I mean, I mean, like two effortless orgasms on my part. Like, oh, right. In a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. Mm. <laughs> Should we cut? I don't know. <laughs> We're rusty. We've had some time off. Okay, go. Take it away. Oh, I've got to remember how to do it in English now. Hello and welcome to Just the Gist, a weekly-ish podcast in which Rosie Waterland and I, Jacob Stanley, give you just the gist of what you need to know about a story we think you'll find interesting enough to share at a dinner party. And this is our first story of 2021. Yay, I'm so excited. Mm. And I'm excited about the one. I know the one you're doing because we talked about it and we've been putting off doing this one for a while because it felt like like a lot of other things that are on our list, it was still in flux. And you don't want to give just the gist of something until it feels like there's some kind of concrete... I don't know, conclusion or mm. stop point or something. Um, and it felt kind of like the right time for this one. So um, you will be doing just mm-hmm. the gist on... It is the story of what happened when a very mentally unwell conspiracy theorist on the internet started up a fantasy role-playing game that got a bit out of control and then continued to grow and grow exponentially to the point that the character that he'd created became the leader of one of the biggest cults that the world has ever known. I am telling you the story of QAnon. QAnon. And how it came to be. Mm. And And like you said, it's... Our, one of our most requested topics, mm. this and Free Britney, I think, have been the things yeah. people have been most curious to hear from us about. Um, and there's a surprising amount of overlap between the two there topics. Like they're both sort of based on these crowdsourced theories about a conspiracy that's going on mm. and compiling evidence that people get when they pull apart communiques that they receive. Um, and it's also the sort of thing, you know, with both of them, a very passionate community has formed around each yes. of them. So, so yes. I'm, I'm pumped for this one because I knew, I thought I knew what QAnon was and I sort of had the mm. basic level understanding of it. So to me, I was like, QAnon is just this group of crazy people on, well, not, it's a lot of actually just normal people, but it's this thing on the internet called QAnon that gives off a bunch of crazy conspiracies that a lot of people with Mm -hmm. nothing better to do have become obsessed with. And as far Mm -hmm. as I knew, those conspiracy theories were just about, like, Hillary Clinton being bad and Donald Trump Mm -hmm. being good. And the most Mm -hmm. famous example was when they said Hillary Clinton was hiding a pedophile ring in the basement of a pizza shop. Like, I remember Mm -hmm. that. Um, But mostly I just thought it was a bunch of, like, I assumed, oh, it's just been created by right-wing people to, you know, be, Mm -hmm. to get people to go against the Democratic Party. And um, I thought most people who believed QAnon just believed random things about, like, random terrible things about Democratic political candidates in the US. That was all I thought. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, just QAnon people just think Hillary Clinton's a pedophile or they think Bernie Sanders is, I don't know, a lizard person. Like, I honestly did had no idea the actual mm-hmm. depths of craziness to it. Like, they believe some crazy fantasy mm-hmm. nonsense to the point where 
the QAnon that I thought existed was actually like, oh, yeah, I can see that. A bunch of people mm. online believe that the political party they don't like is terrible. Sure, that makes sense. No, no. They mm-hmm. believe the political party they don't like It's is part of a magical, oh, okay, I'll let you get into it. But it just, when <laughs> you started telling me the details of it, I was like, wait, what? Like, mm. I just thought QAnon was just a bunch of pro-Trumpers. I had no idea how crazy it actually is. Yeah. Um, and as some of you may remember, a few months ago, I think it was August, I discovered that a very good friend of mine who went to primary school and high school with me had become a part of the QAnon cult. And can I just say, uh, you and I both checked the messages on the Just The Just Instagram and email, so you might have seen, but a lot of people have been messaging asking, how is Jacob's friend handling Joe Biden mm. becoming president? And I haven't replied mm-hmm. to any of those messages because I knew you were going to be talking about all of this today. So, mm-hmm. oofed. All will be revealed uh, towards the end of the episode, so stay tuned. And obviously, no breaking news now because we just gave you a whole bloody episode. So, Jesus, <laughs> give me a break. But, um, mm. yep, take yes. it away. Launch right in, my friend. Get straight into the episode, which I'm calling Masters of the Universe. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, this is... Uh, something that I've been quite fixated with over the last few months just because I have seen a good friend of mine fall down into this trap and so I've been keeping close tabs on it and then after the insurrection at the Capitol when Rosie and I were talking about this and I started to share with her a bit of the knowledge that I've come across about what these folks believe, I was um, we decided. I had no idea. Like I mm. thought I knew what QAnon was and when you started telling mm. me I was like, What? <laughs> Yeah. No it's idea. wild. It's wild. Okay. So strap in. This might be a long one as well. Oh, I'm excited. Um, I love the ones where I just get to rest. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your bird in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god. In a way- bird in hand started following me on Instagram. <laughs> it's a sign. We're making and it happen. They sent me a message and said, because I think I posted some everybody keeps tagging them. Thank you guys, because I'd love to get some freebies. All of you guys keep tagging them saying, oh, I'm following you because of Rosie, Rosie, Rosie. So then they came and were like, who is this Rosie person? And then they sent me a message on Instagram and they were like, oh, wait, well, we're going to have to listen to your podcast. And I was like, here is a list of episodes where I have mentioned you. And I said, <laughs> and I haven't heard back. So <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I was doing dry jam, so I wasn't drinking as much of it as usual, but um, got some today. Love it. <laughs> I'm trying to think about what you've said about them and when you've mentioned them. Definitely when we were talking about the fact that any expensive wine is a scam you were talking about. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I was saying how point. much I love them. Mm, and, um, they're very good value. Yeah, there was... Yeah, I I do love them. And I nearly had a heart attack when they finally started following me on Instagram. Mm. (laughs) Huzzah. Okay, sorry. Keep going. All right. So here we go. This is, in a way, it's a bit like a follow-up to our Pepe the Frog episode Mm. because it is another story that features white supremacists and the far right and there is lots of Trump. So it's definitely going to be a barrel of laughs. Um, but it is kind ask- of, it, it feels funner to talk about it now because he lost. So True, yes. You know? um, 
Yeah. Uh, I'll try <laughs> to make sure that we end like, on a more hopeful mm, note. You were like, oh, the, no, that's not how it ends, Rosie, but okay. <laughs> <gasps> well, because Pepe is one of the darkest topics that I've done mm. uh, for just the gist, and this one feels really dark as well. So today when I was in the shower, I was like, wow, I really need to do something nice and light and breezy next week. <laughs> well, you, when you messaged me, Jacob messaged me a couple of weeks ago, and he's like, okay, first episode back. I'm thinking... I should do the civil war, the American Civil War. And I said... (laughs) The first one. I said, okay, um, (laughs) that's one you should do, but possibly not the first one back. I said, look, QAnon is finally, they're all crying and devo that things haven't worked out. So maybe do that one. That'll be fun, right? And you were like, yeah, that'll Mm. be fun. But I'm feeling like maybe you should have done the Civil War. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Let's see how we go. (laughs) (gasps) Uh, All right, jumping in. So people often ask the question, but what is QAnon? Mm -hmm. Um, And at its core, it's an online fantasy role-playing game that ended up spilling into real life and causing this mass delusion in many, many people around the world. It's then become a cult that's formed around a conspiracy theory and it's given people a way to understand the world that somehow makes more sense to them than actual reality, even though what they've chosen to believe is completely preposterous. Can I ask a question already? When you say it's an online uh, role-playing game, which, Mm -hmm. like, I get that. Those are those big video games where people like uh, Dungeons and Dragons where you Mm role-play and whatever. I've heard... QAnon described as that, but only generously. Like people have said, um, could it be that it is just an online role-playing game, like that that's what the inventor of it intended and then it got out of hand. Mm. But a lot of people mm-hmm. have also said that kind of um, put, gets the inventor off the hook because, no, he didn't intend it to be a game. He intended people to mm. actually believe it. And mm. nobody goes into the QAnon thinking it's a game, do they? They go into it thinking it's real. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yes. As we get into talking about the very first posts that came along, that's why I think that there is sufficient evidence to indicate that no one knew what was going to happen if anyone took this stuff seriously. Okay. So I think a lot of it was just sort of unforeseen. And then as things started to snowball, they just sort of made it up as they went along. Okay, go, go, Mm. go, go. All right. So this whole thing, it's a hairball. It is stinky and it's gross and it's really, really hard to unravel and Mm. make it tidy. Ultimately, when we are talking about QAnon, we're talking about a belief system that you can customize for yourself. So it's like when you go to one of those build your own salad bars and you can choose if you want to have capsicum or cucumber or olives um, and you can leave certain other ingredients with QAnon. Oh, so like religion. Very much, yes. (laughs) So within QAnon, in just the last few years, there's all these different sects that have sort of formed and you can choose if you do want to include the lizard people in your belief system or interdimensional warfare in your belief system or there are mind-controlling chemicals in pesticides. But every salad sort of has the same base and the lettuce of that is... Donald Trump is trying to save the world by fighting against a secret society of evil, satanic, cannibalistic pedophiles yep. who worship Moloch and who are running the world from the shadows. Moloch Q. is who we talked about in the Luna Park episode, the demon That's who right. sacrifices yes. children. That's right. Okay. Yep. 
And Q is the one who's spreading very cryptic messages about what Trump is doing behind the scenes. And he's sharing that intel by posting on anonymous message boards. So at its core, Trump is the Messiah. Q is his prophet. And Q has posted almost 5,000 messages onto anonymous message platforms. Since when? Almost all of them completely false since the end of 2017. I love how you, like, clarified almost all of them completely false. Mm. I was like, mm, mm. yeah. <laughs> no? Yet yeah. still people believe that he is this incredible prophet. Yeah. Okay. The estimate is currently there are 10 million members around the world in this cult. Obviously, the majority of them are in the US, but there's also quite a lot in the UK, Netherlands, France, Germany, and scarily here in Australia as well. That's a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And it's all built around this epic story of good versus evil and light versus dark and it's very reminiscent of what a lot of religions are. They're this belief system built on a very dramatic mythology that sucked mm-hmm. people in. It's very confusing. I'm going to try to make it as easy to understand how we got here as possible by trying to sort of tell things in order of occurrence. Yeah. Um, hey, man, that salad thing I- was good. I got That was good. I got that. <laughs> I nearly did a sigh bowl and then I wondered if that was oh, no, I w- relatable I, enough. We would have spent five minutes with me giving you shit. So salad was good. <laughs> <laughs> salad was good. <laughs> uh, all right. So to look for a starting point, you could go back decades, potentially even centuries. Mm-hmm. But the starting point that I've chosen is the very first ever Q post. It was on 4chan. 2017. We've spoken a bit about 4chan in our Pepe episode, but just quick refresher. They call it the asshole of the internet. Mm. It's a place where everyone who hangs out is anonymous and it's this little chasm of lost souls who've sort of built their own unique culture of predominantly trolling each other Mm. and other people out on other sites on the internet. So just weirdos and losers post things like write mm-hmm. write a like write a Facebook status and then other people comment on that status and then that's pretty much what it is right that's right yeah yeah and about 22 million people go there mm-hmm. every single day like it is big um you can start up a thread on a relevant board by posting an image and then everything just happens in the comments from then yeah. onwards On 4chan, there's the poll board, which is the politically incorrect board, and that is known as the worst part of 4chan. That's like the infected, ingrown hair on the arsehole of the internet. (laughs) Yes. The infected, ingrown hair on the arsehole of the internet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Love it. Sounds like every (laughs) ex-boyfriend I've ever had. You've you've met them listening, boys. You know. (laughs) Mm. And the poll board, that's where Pepe the Frog was transformed into a symbol of hate and white supremacy. So October 28, 2017, there was some anonymous turd posting on 4chan on the poll board saying that he had insider intel about the Mueller investigation and that he knew that Hillary Clinton was about to be investigated and she was going to be arrested at some point in the future. So just crapping on, some people were taking it seriously and were curious, other people weren't really paying attention. And then another anonymous turd piped up in the comment section saying, 
Actually, it's already been confirmed that she's going to be arrested on October the 30th between 7.45 and 8.30am and we've blocked her passport and the National Guard's on standby so you can just go and ask any one of them if you want proof and be ready because there's going to be riots and chaos and shit is going to go down, you guys. And this person signed their post as Q Clearance Patriot. So he'd basically just gone on to some other guy's theory and told him, lol, you don't know anything. And corrected him. Can I ask, this is um, in the lead up to the 2016 election. Mm -mm. When when did you say this was? So Trump's already president. This is 2017. Oh, right. Okay. And was the Mueller investigation about her emails? Is that what it was? Or what was it? No, the... The Mueller investigation was about whether Russia had interfered with the election and whether it was something that Trump had endorsed or even requested. So it makes sense that at this point people would be trying to distract by saying Hillary's done something wrong because... Yeah. I understand. So this... The original poster was basically saying, lol, Trump's not being investigated. Hillary's the one who's being investigated. This has all just been a smokescreen to try to ease the Democrats into thinking that they can rest easy. And then this guy, Um, Clearance, was like, lol, you don't know anything. Here's even more crazy information. Exactly. Um, With a very, very specific prediction. Um, And this wasn't special at all. Channers do this sort of thing all the time. Mm. This is what they call LARPing, live action role playing, where they go on an anonymous board. They pretend to be someone who's really important with top secret info that they can only share anonymously on an encrypted site like 4chan. Um which makes perfect sense because their main audience is social outcasts in their parents' basement Mm. who refuse to brush their teeth. So they actually Um, knew this was a thing they all did. They all just like, I'm role-playing right now. Yeah, it's a cultural thing that they do on there, LARPing as insiders. And it gives them some excitement because they get to pretend they've got a sexy secret that they just can't keep to themselves But everybody knows they're LARPing, so it's not even... But it's fun to go along with. I suppose. So this oh, is yeah, the thing no, that's true. That, like the Blair Witch Project, yeah. you know it's fake, but it's fun to be part of something. Yeah, yeah, so when someone sort of goes on and announces themselves as an anon, an insider with special intel, you can sort of go, oh, yay, fun new game and get on board. And so prior to Q anon coming along, there had been FBI anon who was making claims that they knew about all these illegal things that the Clintons had been doing. And there was HLI anon, high level... Uh, insider Anon, who was telling people that Princess Diana had been executed because she knew about 9-11 and she tried to stop it. And so people just sort of go along with these things. Um, Every now and then, though, you would get someone who maybe just didn't have their aluminium hat on correctly (laughs) and they would actually fall for it and they would really and truly believe that it was real and they were getting intel from a very high-level source. Well, I mean, if you don't understand the mechanics of how this stuff works, and I think that's why a lot of the people who are into QAnon stuff are like boomers and older people, Mm. they're going on these threads and looking at these message boards, reading this stuff, and having mm. no clue. I mean, I didn't know laughing was a thing. You just told me. And I'm 34. Mm. Like, imagine yep. a 64-year-old. They would read that and mm-hmm. have no idea that it's just a fun fantasy thing. But the people who did know, they weren't paying a whole lot of attention. So 
A lot of people just sort of went meh and scrolled past it. A few people were happy to go along with the game. It's hard to tell if initially anyone was taking it seriously or not. There was a little bit of interaction, um, but it wasn't until around the 15th post that came from this anonymous lurker called Q that a handful of folks decided this guy could actually be legit because he was saying that he had Q clearance and they'd gone away and done a little bit of research for themselves and they'd found out that Q clearance was actually a thing and it is a very high ranking role. He claimed it was in the military, but it's actually a civilian clearance that you can have within the Department of Energy. Because I was, I think it was You're Wrong About, I was listening to the last couple Mm. of weeks, a recent episode and they just briefly mentioned Q clearance and Q clearance. Yeah, it's they all thought that it was like this super important thing, but it was really just mm. a very random thing in the Department of Energy where like people who work as secretaries get given Q clearance to be able to photocopy certain forms. Like it's not mm. anything. It's just the most yep. random. It just <laughs> means that you have access to anything to do with um, nuclear power plants and also nuclear weapons. So they do have access to top secret information, but it doesn't mean that you are Trump's right-hand man who is there beside him fighting Mm. against the cabal. It means you're a secretary who has to proofread emails. Can be. And it was enough to make people sit up straight and go, oh, Q, that sounds like a sexy letter. And Mm. it's not used in a lot of words. It gives a lot of points in Scrabble. I'm paying attention. And from the very (laughs) beginning, it did not matter that none of his announcements or declarations or predictions came true. And this was immediate. He predicted on the 23rd of 28th of October that Hillary was going to be arrested on the 30th. There were no riots. There was no arrest. The earth-shaking biblical stuff that he'd said was going to happen didn't come about at all. But straight away, he just pivoted and said, yes, she has been arrested. It's just that she's wearing an ankle monitor. And that's why she's wearing pants so that you can't see the ankle monitor that she's got there. Have you ever seen Hillary Clinton not in a pantsuit? It's her trademark. (laughs) (laughs) She's always wearing pants. But this just set the tone from the very beginning that he could either explain away his mistakes or someone else would do it for him. Yeah. Um, and he, this is when he just started telling everyone, look, it's going down all behind the scenes. Just trust the plan. It's part of the plan. Nothing can stop mm. what is coming. XO, XO, Q. And <laughs> is that true or is that just what you put in? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> XO, then- XO, Q. I've never even seen Gossip Girl, but that's just permeated the culture enough that I know. Well, that's how, that's how kind of how she says it. She goes, XO, XO. So he'd be like, XOXO. Just, I'll stress this now. Everything that happens from here on out is because some very savvy but very selfish people made some choices that helped to gain them fame and influence and it made a name for themselves. And they Mm -hmm. acted very, very quickly when they did this. So within the first six days of Q's first post, all of his predictions and announcements were being shared on YouTube as facts. And this is because of three people who were initially responsible for the spread of Q. Hey, before you get into those three people, can I just say that Mm. someone is whippersnappering outside of your house and we can hear it and we apologise 
but what are you going to do? He's on the sunny coast and people with a snapper. Yeah, I'm really sorry. I'm so scared that the audio is going to be dreadful no, on this. No, I think this. it's fine. You can just hear the you can hear the quaint Aussie summer sound of a whippersnapper <laughs> in the distance. The sound of lawn and home maintenance. Exactly. Um, all right. Okay. <clears throat> so there are some theories that these three people, three people had been planted by the Russians and this was all part of a plot to destroy the USA by making Q happen, but I actually mm-hmm. think that these were just three people who were very opportunistic and, like I said, yeah. they were just making it up as they went along. You've got Paul Ferber. He's a South African guy who sort of became the self-appointed spokesperson for Q in the early days. Mm-hmm. Coleman Rogers, who branded himself as the expert Q decoder. So because Q's posts were often quite indecipherable, he just decided I'm the foremost okay. expert in understanding so he's what like, he's trying to say. He's like, I'm not Q, but I can mm-hmm. decode Q and tell you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Together, they went and approached a woman called Tanya Diaz, who is a conspiracy theorist YouTuber, who was a very, very big believer in Pizzagate. And they convinced her to tell the world about Q on her channel, announced that Q was real. And she very happily went along with it. And she became the first Q-tuber because she believed that the existence of Q and the intel that he was sharing was the evidence that they'd been waiting for, that Pizzagate was real after all, and that she was right all along. Um, so she was the first person to link the two. Have we talked about Pizzagate before? And if not, should we very quickly say, do you want me to quickly say? I'm so glad you asked. I was planning to go into an explanation here. <laughs> but if you want to give it a crack, go. Basically, Pizzagate was... I mean, I assumed it was QAnon people who started this rumour, but a rumour went around in these chat rooms on the internet saying that um, Hillary Clinton and a bunch of other mostly important Democratic-leaning people like uh, George Soros, who is a a, a left-leaning billionaire, of which there aren't many, um, Mm -hmm. were pouring a lot of money and funding into an international pedophile ring in which they were kidnapping mm. children off the streets and, you know, pimping them out for money or whatever. And a lot of this was going down in a pizza shop in New Jersey, I think. And they Washington, thought it was a pizza sh- Washington, D.C., okay. They thought it was a pizza shop because when Hillary's emails were um, released as part of that case because she'd sent emails from her personal phone and her political phone, which is apparently is a big no-no. Um, and so when her emails were seized and we all got access to her emails, there'd be things like, oh, hey, can we go and pick up some pizza for the campaign workers tonight? Can we go and uh, pick up some pizza for whoever and also maybe some uh, salads? People on the internet were like, pizza stands for pedophiles. And salad stands for murderers. So they started applying this weird code to her emails where people mm. became convinced that whenever she was talking about innocuous things like getting dinner for her staff members, she was actually saying, can you please send a person down to the pizza shop basement where we've got children hidden, where we're abusing them as pedophiles mm. for whatever reason. So it just became this bizarre thing where people were convinced that this it was a real pizza shop in Washington, D.C. People became mm-hmm. convinced that it had a basement filled with innocent children. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and people be- and it was nonsense obviously it's crazy but people believed it so much that one man actually went in there armed with a gun and like shot things thinking he was going to save children locked in the basement and when he got there it was just a pizza shop and these people were like dude there's nothing here and i remember reading an interview with like one of the policemen who arrested him and he was like I'm so confused. I thought I was going to be a hero saving children and it's just mm-hmm. a pizza shop. Mm-hmm. Is that a good explanation? <laughs> it is. Uh, and it's very close to what actually happened. So well yeah. done. Um, <laughs> Thank it you. was her campaign advisor's um, emails yeah. that were hacked. His name's John Podesta. Um, allegedly, according to Julian Assange, his email password was P ampersand s-s-w-o-r-d and Mm -hmm. if you need to go and change your password now go and do it (laughs) because you really should obviously that was very easy to hack Mm -hmm. um and yes like you said references to food was the they would desperately people on reddit and 4chan who hated hillary were desperately looking for something to pin on her but it was Mm. all just so innocuous that all they could do was say oh here's a mention of cheese pizza cheese pizza equals cp cp equals child pornography and from there it all just started to snowball um and yes like you say it all culminated in this guy edgar welch driving all the way from north carolina with his guns to be the hero and rescue these kids luckily no one got hurt when he shot up Comet Ping Pong, which is the place mm. that he believed kids were being kept in the basement to be slaughtered. Um, and no, there was no basement. This was the no, thing that this whole theory centered around this basement with kill rooms where Hillary was performing these ritual sacrifices along with all the other Democrats mm. who were involved in this. And there was no basement. But of course, Tanya Diaz and her ilk just decided that this had all just been a big cover-up. And so they'd found out that this guy was coming and so they'd filled in the basement with concrete and they'd moved the operation elsewhere. She was not going to let it go. So that's why she was so willing to grasp this QAnon stuff and attach it to Pizzagate and use it as proof that what she'd been saying all along was correct. Yeah. So she's sort of the mastermind behind that melding there and she made these really long rambling videos which went out to 90,000 people who followed her and this is where the first fundamental beliefs of QAnon were then born. So she was telling them the world is run by a deep state and they're the ones who are really in control of every government around the world and the deep state is held in place by the cabal. The cabal is mostly celebrities and Democrats and the cabal and the deep state are funded by the triangle of puppeteers. You've got the when Rothschilds. People, can I just quickly ask, when people say deep state, they mean a government that is deeper than the government that we don't know about. Like yes. you see, You see the world's governments. What you don't know is there is a deeper state with secret mm-hmm. governments who are actually in charge. That's right. You might think that the officials that you have elected are the ones who are making decisions to benefit the people. In actual fact, they are controlled by this cabal who are making decisions to benefit only themselves. And so who's the cabal? The cabal 
run by the Triangle of Puppeteers, the Rothschilds. <laughs> a, it's not just, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. The mm-hmm. Triangle of Puppeteers. Okay. The yep. Rothschilds are very wealthy. The family. Rothschilds, they're um, Jewish, of course. Yeah. This whole thing, I'll say right up front, very, very anti Semitic. Yeah. Um, a Jewish family of bankers. Um, the Saudi Arabian royal family, obviously. Muslims mm-hmm. and George Soros, who you mentioned yeah. before. Yes, he's left leaning. He's also a Hungarian Jew. Yeah, he's um, Jewish. Yeah. And so it's those three collectively that are funding the cabal. And yeah. that cabal is a satanic cult. They are pedophiles who rape and torture children, then they kill them. They drain their blood when it's most full of adrenaline from the fear of being raped and tortured. And then from that blood, they extract a thing called adrenochrome, which then gives them vitality and power and helps to keep them alive. And Donald Trump has been working on a plan for more than 30 years with the military, preparing to take down the cabal and end the deep state when he became president. And he was going to... Oh, my God, I'm losing it. How do they explain then that Donald Trump's daughter is married to one of the most... Married into one of the wealthiest, most important Jewish families in the country, the Kushners. His daughter is Jewish. The easiest thing for them to do is just ignore anything that is inconvenient that to their belief yes. system. Oh yes. My God. Or, you know, there'll be other different rabbit holes that you can go down with conspiracies that people have about some sort of deal that he had done to use Ivanka as bait to then help to drag people out of the shadows. It's honestly the whole thing's convoluted, but yeah. all of it comes back to this particular core. When Trump does take down the deep state, that is going to be called the storm and there will be hundreds of thousands of people who are revealed to be members of the cabal Mm -hmm. and they will be tracked down, sent to Guantanamo Bay and they'll be executed there. And Wait, what was the thing you said, the chemical or the substance? Adrenochrome. Adrenochrome. Mm. How is anyone... How is anyone believing this? A lot of it comes from science fiction novels that talk about adrenochrome, where you can actually harvest it from no. another animal. Yeah. No. Um, mm-hmm. And they believe that Trump has tasked Q, his right-hand man, to reveal all of these plans online to people anonymously because Trump wants as many people as possible to be aware of what's coming so that they can be prepared and they can prepare other people in their life. And Mm. then after the storm happens and we've cleared out all the evil in the world, that's when the great awakening can happen. And that will then usher in a paradise on earth. And their main point of evidence for this is in early October, 2017, Trump was having his photo taken with a whole bunch of military generals. And he said, you know what this represents? The calm before the storm. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's the calm before the storm. Yeah. So he was just talking shit like he always does and they Mm -hmm. took that as a sign. Yes. So they have been anticipating this storm coming since 
November 2017. And there are some of them who still expect that the storm is going to happen and then we can experience the Great Awakening. And this is not especially unique. In cults all over the world throughout history, there have been these belief systems built about on the other side of this massive event. In a lot of cases, it's going to be very apocalyptic. We will have this paradise that awaits us. Well, yeah, it is. It just sounds a lot like religion. Mm. Most religions say that at some point there will be some kind of messiah or savior there'll be some kind of judgment day good people Mm -hmm. will be in paradise and bad people will burn and that kind of sounds like it just sounds like they've developed a religion with donald trump Mm -hmm. as the messiah Mm -hmm. yep idiot all right so this story ends up getting embellished a lot like what i told you just now is pretty outlandish garbage but they managed to build more and more crazy onto that somehow but what i've just told you was what tracy diaz was telling people through her youtube channel and what coleman and paul were going on shows like info wars and other conspiracy related i'll show you all about things Mm -hmm. that didn't happen they were get actors buy Mm -hmm. these supplements yeah so Really credible news sources like that um, was where they were out there spreading their message. And, like, they were very determined that they Mm. make this happen as quickly as possible. It was like a very malignant tumour that they wanted to branch out. Yeah. Um, And, of course, people would ask them every now and then, well, are you guys behind Q because you're the ones who are making money out of it and you're the ones who are getting attention about it. And, of course, they always just flatly deny, deny, denied. But it's blindingly obvious when you look at the evidence that Coleman and Paul were the original Q posters when Q was on 4chan. But was them at um, first? Yes, okay. for sure. And yeah. Paul Ferber, I think it was predominantly him who was posting it because he was a prolific conspiracy theorist. He had all sorts of things that he was putting out there. Um, and he was the one that, like I said, he became the spokesperson for Q. Mm. He made a very big show of helping to move Q from 4chan to 8chan. And 8chan is kind of like the more evil, more hateful cousin of 4chan. And it's disgusting. It's known for having a very large community of pedophiles on there who are, you know, completely safe and anonymous ironically in because they say that QAnon is all about saving children from pedophiles yeah. but mm-hmm. they are literally aligned with people who use the platform mm-hmm. to exchange yep and we're going to find out material. why okay yep Paul then started telling people that he was having private one-on-one conversations with Q and he would start reporting back to people the things that Q had told him exclusively in confidence. And then he started going on lots of different YouTube channels and on Infowars and he was saying to everyone, Q's highest priority is for you to share this message with as many people as you possibly can. And so to it's make it him. easy. It's him. Oh yeah, completely. He was even saying to them, you need to share this with boomers. So I'm going to set up a subreddit called Calm Before the Storm because that's easier for them to access than 8chan. Yeah, because boomers don't was, know how to get on 8chan. Yeah. Yeah. So he made it easier for the boomers to get access to it and he was telling people the older generations are really important candidates here for us to recruit as our top oh priority. God. So they go out there and spread them. the word to them. Yes. It was so intentional. Mm. Um And then things really started to take off from there once they started to reach their boomer audience. Um, And Coleman and Tracy and Paul all sort of became celebrities within that circle. 
And like I said, we're pretty sure Paul was the original Q, but he didn't get to stay Q for very long because the owners of 8chan ended up taking it over. And just quick explainer on 8chan. 8chan no longer exists today Mm. in 2021. They took it down in 2019 because in a very short period of time, three different people did mass shootings, including the one that we saw in Christchurch. Mm. And they not only posted their manifestos on 8chan, but their like community on 8chan were applauding them and they were encouraging each other to go and do more mass shootings because they considered the people who perpetrated them to be heroes. 8chan was taken down. It's now been replaced by a clone called 8coon Um, back in 2018 that we're talking about. um, 8chan, like I said, big community of pedophiles, lots of hate speech, and it had been built by a guy called Frederick Brennan, who'd started off his career as a moderator on an incel board on 4chan. And he'd had an idea to create something that was like 4chan, but more lawless. Absolutely no rules, anything goes. And he didn't foresee any issues arising in the future if he created something like that. Please, yeah. But he built it and it didn't take off really. Um, It sort of hung around late 2013 to 2014 Mm. and then it suddenly took off because a group of very angry misogynistic men had been kicked off 4chan and they needed to find a new home and so they went to 8chan it was suddenly very successful so a young guy called Ron Watkins reached out to Frederick and said my father Jim and I want to buy 8chan from you and he explained that they were a couple of Americans who owned a few porn websites and owned a pig farm in the Philippines they lived in Manila and they wanted to pay for Frederick to move over to Manila and run 8chan for them from there. And it was a pretty good deal for Frederick, so he agreed. He moved over there in 2015. And then before long, his point of view about 8chan completely shifted because he saw how gross it had become. And so he wanted to have it shut down. He was really disgusted to see all the child pornography and pedophile communities on there and all the hate groups that were forming. What did he think would happen when you create a forum in which people can post anything and it's completely lawless? What do you think people are going to do? Any one of us could have seen that coming, right? But he somehow just acts like, oh, I just, I didn't expect that this was going to attract the worst people in the world. Um, Anyway, Jim and Ron refused. They have staunchly said for years that they are free speech absolutists and they will never censor anyone and they were certainly not going to take down their platform willingly. Um, They just wanted to have as many users on their site as possible and they didn't care at all what they were posting or sharing. So Frederick said, look, I need to step down. I want nothing to do with 8chan anymore. When he stepped down, Ron Watkins then stood up and became, stood up, stepped up and became the admin for 8chan. And Frederick was still working fairly closely with Ron and Jim around this time when he was working for them. And in early 2018, he witnessed what they did to seize control of the Q community. So, like I've said, Paul Thurber, we're pretty sure he was posting as Q in the CBTS board. Um, It was an absolute boon for Ron and Jim because they were getting more traffic than they'd ever had before because of all the people who'd been lured there from Reddit and from Facebook. Mm -hmm. And 
Jim told Ron, you better make sure that these people never, ever leave because the CBTS board had become the main event on 8chan and it was giving them numbers like they'd never seen before. And Paul had already been talking about going and setting up his own site called QChan. And so Ron staged a very clever and very simple coup on January 4th, 2018. Um, He obviously knew that Paul was the one who was posting as Q and as the admin of 8chan, Ron was the only other person in the world who could log on as Q himself. And so that's what he did. He put on his Q drag, logged on as Q and he posted something. Paul Ferber saw this immediately and he posted as himself, guys, that wasn't Q, Q's been hacked. And obviously he was very confused because he was used to being the one who was posting as Q. So that's like if you were posting as someone and then Mm -hmm. Mark Zuckerberg takes your profile on Facebook. So Mark Zuckerberg posts something under Rosie Waterland, something crazy. Mm -hmm. And then two seconds later, I go into Rosie Waterland on Facebook and say, guys, that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. That, but Mark Zuckerberg's like, I can log into whoever's account I want. That's kind of what exactly. this guy's doing. Yeah. Yeah. So using that um, analogy, it would be like then um, Mark Zuckerberg, as Rosie says, yes, it is. Can the site administrator, Mark Zuckerberg, please confirm for everyone that this is the real Rosie Waterland? But that's just you. (laughs) Mark Zuckerberg logs in as Mark Zuckerberg and says, yep, that's definitely the real Rosie. (sighs) And so he was posting as himself and as Q to back up that his stolen queue was actually the real queue and then the stolen queue basically said i don't trust paul ferber anymore ron can you please set up a new message board for me without paul and they went off and set up a new board on 8chan called uh, the Q Research Board. And they mm-hmm, had a very mm-hmm. strict no Paul policy. They just left him in the dust completely. And everyone just believed that now the real Q was only posting on this new board that he'd requested be set up for so him by Ron. Basically, this man who had made believe online that he was someone called Q then mm-hmm. had someone else come along, take the thing the name Q and say, no, I'm the real Q. And he was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm the real Q. But then the mm-hmm. one who wasn't the real Q was like, but I control the website. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that I am. And so basically you've got people listening to someone who's saying they're Q. And then two minutes later, they've all just started listening to someone else. That's correct. So it's all just yes. nonsense. Yep. And uh, people have used artificial intelligence software to identify um, the different writing styles between the post that came before the 4th of January Mm -hmm. 2018 and the post that came afterwards. Obviously, they're very different. It was a different person who was now posting as Q. And Paul could have told the world. He could have announced, look, I was just LARPing this whole time. This whole thing is just made up and I'll tell you exactly what happened behind the scenes. But then, of course, he'd have to admit that the whole thing was a fraud and he wasn't willing to do that. Instead, he just continued trying to build on the momentum of the career that he'd formed for himself. But it didn't work because he'd been ostracised by the community because Q had said that he didn't like Paul anymore. And so he (laughs) kind of became untouchable. He went on and... um, his mental health had clearly spiralled. He tried to stage a comeback by launching another Anon that he called Big Dick Anon and Uh, no one really believed the um, insider information (laughs) that he had to tell, so he ended up just sort of slinking off into the shadows. And the point of all of that is 
Ron and Jim then controlled Q from that point onwards and they made sure that 8chan was the only game in town for anyone who wanted to receive any intel from Q. So the man who ran the website that Q was posting on took over, started pretending they were Q and now Mm -hmm. they're just Q. That's right. And it made them more powerful than they'd ever been. They could see the potential for the influence they could have on politics. They were making a lot of money from selling merchandise as well. They started up their own really popular Q-related websites where they could sell additional ad space also. Um, And that is the real explanation for why Q would be posting on a place like 8chan because that is something that a lot of people ask. It doesn't sit well with people that they're saying, okay, Q is trying to end pedophilia and end child abuse, but he's posting on a place like 8chan and we all know what that's notorious for. It's because the guys who own Q own 8chan. So this is when things then really start to sort of take off and Q becomes a lot more prolific with the messages that he's posting. I like to call them Q droppings. Most people call them Q drops. They'd (laughs) always been somewhat cryptic and they were kind of like riddles, but um, with the new writing style, they were pretty much inscrutable. Um, There were more and more movie references. So if you've seen people who are into Q talking Mm. about um, Snow White or talking about following the white rabbit or talking about taking the red pill versus taking the blue pill um, and talking about breadcrumbs, all of this sort of stuff comes from the 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 new style of Q drops. Yeah. yeah, The red pill, blue pill thing that was from the matrix. Originally that was adopted by men's rights activists. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Once you'd taken the red pill, you'd come to realize that women Women have this terrible agenda. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the inscrutability of the messages, if anything, then seemed to do more to grow the community because it became even more like a game to try to understand what Q mm, was communicating. And read clues into nonsensical things. Yes. Yeah. And because Q would say that he's leaving you a trail of breadcrumbs, all of his droppings started to be referred to as crumbs and the people who would take them and try to dissect them would call, call themselves bakers and all the theories that they would come up with, they would call bread and it made them feel really clever because they were playing this game and they were figuring things out for themselves and it gave them this sense of superiority over people who didn't know what was going on and Q kept telling them you're so clever you're on the right path keep going and so people started to get deeper and deeper and deeper into this and this is where the incentive emerged to create new elements to the narrative so this is how we end up with so many people bolting on different details and different fables onto the Mm. core belief system that they had Um, and of course they were always able to find inverted commas evidence to back up the claims that they were making Yeah. That's how ultimately we've ended up with all the different strains of QAnon that are out there now. The thing that held them together as a community, though, they've always, like any cult, been very, very welcoming of new members. Mm. They've got a very, very exciting, dramatic passion in common with each other. They all get to feel a bit morally superior to everyone who's not a part of the cult. Um, And they all get to feel like they're part of something bigger and they've got a sense of purpose. But when we talk about the cult at this point, it's, I think it's important to point out that it's not a cult like cults are. Like you look at things like, you know, Jim Jones, which we've done an episode on in this uh, show or Heaven's Gate or, or cults where people come together physically and believe something. 
this is just all just people all over the world at home on their computers mm-hmm. reading posts by someone called Q trying to decode them and getting excited about it. Spending 14, 15 hours a day watching videos about it. Yeah, no, I'm not denying that it is cult mentality. I'm just saying it's not a cult like most people would understand a cult because they're Mm. not together, like they're separate. They're all just sitting in their shitty little basements or their living rooms or whatever on message boards all day with each other going, what do you think you meant? I think you meant this. Oh, my gosh, but Mm. what if you meant this? Like, and hours and hours and hours a day, but, like, all all apart, all online. That's what's they, crazy about it. Yeah. I mean, increasingly they are doing things in purpose, with, uh, sorry, in person. Yeah. Um, so they have Q conferences, mm. especially in America. That's become a really big thing where they get together and listen to speakers and they have their special songs that they sing, their anthems that have been written specifically for them. Um, so it has sort of become an in-person Thing as well, and I mean, we saw how many Q anon followers there were at the insurrection mm. at the Capitol a few weeks ago, um, because they are actually able to mobilise as a group in person. But yes, you're right. Most of the the sermons that they attend are sermons that are held online. Yeah. Um, the sort of cultural things that bind them all together as well. You've probably seen the hashtag WWG1WGA. That stands for where we go one, we go all. Um, not a lot of people know where that came from. It's actually it's from a, a movie, from, right? It is, yes. Did you ever see White Squall? Um, probably. I'm imagining like, oh, I feel like I know that line from someone like, Kiefer Sutherland or someone back in the 80s? Am I close? Close. 1996, Jeff Bridges was the captain of a ship. Ah, yeah. Oh, I want that pretty close. Yeah. Um, Schitt's Creek super fans might recognise that um, Alexis Rose said in one episode that she was dating the entire cast of White Squall and it was boys like (laughs) Ryan Philippe and Scott White. So it was basically a movie intended for you to just go and watch all the cute boys shirtless running a ship. Um, And their rallying cry was, where we go one, we go all. Um, And by the end of the movie, most of them die in a storm. So that seems to be why they've chosen that as their rallying cry. They use the hashtag nothing can stop what is coming because that's a Q quote. A they use hashtag. the hashtag dark to light because we have to go through the darkness before we can get to the light and hashtag trust the plan. Everything is just trust the plan, trust the plan, whatever's going on. We don't necessarily know, but just trust Q and, and trust what in is Trump. The, what is the plan at this point? The plan is Trump is going to rise up and save us all? Is that the, mm-hmm. like, Oh, what this plan is the are they trusting? You trust the plan, but you don't know what the plan is. They have uh, a goal. They have an outcome, which is the great awakening that comes after the storm, but mm-hmm. they have no idea what the plan is to get there, actually. And right. they're trying to figure it out as they go along. Um, they call themselves patriots. Even if they're not actually in the USA, they call themselves patriots. Uh-huh. They call each other anons. They also give each other really cool code names as well. It is very, very much oh, like a video dogs. game. Yeah. 
And Q is never wrong. They can always find a way to explain around whatever it is that he posts and they can come up with excuses like, oh, he was actually using the Gregorian calendar in that prediction, mm. not the Julian calendar. Sometimes they'll even lean on the Hebrew calendar, even though this whole thing is incredibly anti-Semitic because it's all based in blood libel, which goes back to the medieval era where they believe that Jews drink Christians' blood. Oh, my God. It's like that... Um, mm episode of uh, Parks and Recreation where they have that cult group who Mm. insists once a year that it's the end of the world. So they rent the park to hold an end of the world ceremony. And then at the Mm. end of the night, it's not. So then they come back in to Leslie Nope and book a date for next year. (laughs) Like, and just kind of say, oh, my my sums were a bit off. My maths didn't quite, I I just got the maths wrong. But it's definitely yep. going to happen next year on this yep. day. And then Leslie Nope is like, oh, the park's already booked that day. And they're like, oh, the day <laughs> after. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And this has been going on the first time that the storm was meant to happen was the 11th of November 2017. And okay. we're still waiting. Yeah. Still waiting. Uh, And this might all seem like it's relatively harmless because like you said, most of these people, yes, they're rotting their brain and they're sitting behind their computer for a long time each day. Um, We could just live and let live. And that is the approach that a lot of people took um, until quite recently. And so that allowed them to just continue to grow because there was no intervention. Um, And I'm talking here about at an individual level where people would just let their loved ones fall down this rabbit hole and get sucked in and brainwashed like this. But Mm. also like big responsibility, of course, goes to Facebook and YouTube because they could have been doing much more, much sooner than they were. And in actual fact, they're very, very culpable because they were recommending that people join more and more QAnon Mm. groups on Facebook and they would recommend more and more crazy wild videos based on their algorithm on YouTube. Um. The platform that did do the most to try to stop them was Reddit. So Reddit shut them down a few times and banned them from the platform altogether. That just then was a signal to the Anons that they were over the target. That's another one of the hashtags that they use. Um, We're being censored because they know we're getting close. Yeah. Yeah. And they couldn't see for themselves how problematic they were. This whole thing was based in violence and hate, which is not surprising because Trump is their God, Mm. King, Emperor, Messiah. Um, And it's damaging on an individual level because they were anticipating and hoping and wishing for the day that they would finally get to see the video of Hillary Clinton cutting off a child's face, wearing it like a mask, and then eating it. Like this is the sort of thing that they believed was out there that they were trying to uncover. That's the sort of rot that had infested their brain. Yeah. Um, And they would talk so much about how they just couldn't wait for the storm to happen and to see these people publicly executed. And they were gleeful about the idea of bodies swinging from nooses. And they would talk so much about how great it was going to be when all these people were sent to Gitmo, Guantanamo Bay. Mm. And everything about Guantanamo Bay is a shame. It is an absolute disgrace. It's a violation of human rights. But these people saw Gitmo as this final bastion of justice for the terrible members of the cabal. Like we've said, there's a very strong anti-Semitic tone to this whole thing as well. The other thing that made them very dangerous and very hateful was anyone who would write negative reports about them, they would then be targeted by online groups that would try to um, 
bully them and harass them as much as they could online and post mm. false stuff about them. And also they were getting doxxed, which meant that their home and work addresses were being yeah. released. And so they were then being harassed in person by QAnon believers um, who had decided that this reporter was now their enemy. Yeah. Um, potentially most dangerous of all, they believed that climate change is a hoax and they don't need to do anything about it because there's a utopia at the other side of the Great Awakening anyway, so we don't need to be concerned about climate crisis at all. Um, the social media platforms continued to make money out of this. These people who were spending so much time online became more and more valuable to YouTube and to Facebook because they were spending so much more time there. They had no no duty of care at all about the fact that these people's obsessions was destroying their lives. There were so many people whose marriages ended, um, they became estranged from their families, people lost their jobs, but almost nothing was done to try to intervene here. And of course, the one person who could have done the most to shut it all down would have been Trump himself. Yeah. Because these people worshipped him and he refused to denounce them at any point and he was given many many opportunities he would always play dumb when he was asked about them pretended he hadn't heard anything about them apart from the fact that he liked them and he appreciated that and they were against mm. pedophiles and that's not a bad thing oh he and Ivanka's often- the same like even the day of the insurrection when she tweeted patriots like we love mm. you but please no violence she used the word patriots for a reason because that's what yep. they call themselves the whole exactly. trump family knows how mm-hmm. to wink at them but never actually Mm -hmm. admit that they're connected to them. Absolutely. Trump was retweeting them and then when people would call him out on it, he would say he didn't realise it was just an oopsie. Yeah. Um, So, of course, he was never going to take action because these people were stroking his dick like no one else and he has the greediest ego on the planet. And the other question that I get from people a lot is, but why did they love Trump? Why him? So the logic that they had come up with was it started off kind of simple that he was not controlled by the cabal. He was not a puppet because he was independently wealthy when he became the president. So he couldn't be bought by the cabal. He couldn't be controlled by the triangle of puppeteers. (laughs) I know. Yeah. And so that then made sense to them that, okay, he must be the leader of the white hats. And that means that he's the only one who can take down the black hats, who are the bad guys. Mm. And then more and more, this all started to escalate and snowball. They called him the greatest genius that the world has ever known. And that's why the military chose him, because he can play four-dimensional chess like no one else. Actually, he can play five-dimensional chess and he's the only person who can do that. He's got this military precise mind um, and he's always had a greater purpose. In the 70s, got out of going to Vietnam by getting a doctor to write him a note saying he had bone spurs in his toes. <laughs> he knows nothing about the military. Won't specify which foot, but that, like yeah. everything else that he's ever done, has had a greater purpose that you just can't see. Just and so mm-hmm. if he ever makes something that the lamestream media calls a mistake, that was actually something that he was doing that was part of his psychological yeah. warfare against his enemies. Um, people started to actually believe that Trump was a divine being sent from another 
to mention who'd been sent here to destroy the cabal because the cabal were actually disguised lizard people who'd come to this planet and infested it centuries ago. That's where they started calling him a light worker because he was the only person who could come in and expel the darkness. Um, How do so many people believe this? I mean, it sounds like, do you remember when you were in primary school I'm assuming you did this because you're a gay boy and you hung out with the girls and you mm. would just spend your whole lunchtime playing elaborate games of house, which were kind mm-hmm. of like soap operas. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, okay, so in this scene, say that my name's Mariah because you always wanted the mm. name of like a pop star. <laughs> and my boyfriend is a light worker and he's trying to save all of us from the lizard people. But then a bad guy comes in wearing a black hat but I'm mm. Mariah and I have a white hat, so I'm going to get him. And then we're going to – like, it sounds like the games you would play, the role-playing games you would play in primary school when you were eight. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And grown and adults are believing this and taking part in it. Yeah, and I don't know if it's because you're sort of hardwired to enjoy that sort of storytelling from a young age or if it's just, like, innate for us that we're attracted mm. to those sorts of stories of light versus dark. And I mean, I think everyone's evil. attracted to those kinds of stories. That's why, you know, movies work. But not everybody is going to get so sucked in by them that they believe that things like this are true and they then mm. break into the Capitol building. Yeah. <laughs> Um, And that's where, like we said, the cult mentality kicks in that these people, they are so convinced the Great Awakening is coming because it is such an important part of the story that they've chosen to believe. Mm. And they won't be happy until the Great Awakening actually happens because when the Great Awakening happens, Trump's going to reveal that there have been cures for all these diseases all along. And Trump is going to institute a new economic policy that means no one is in debt ever, ever again, and everyone is incredibly wealthy. Well, including himself. (laughs) (laughs) But everyone will be equally wealthy and there's never going to be war or pain or discomfort ever again. We're going to usher in new earth and it will be five-dimensional reality. Everybody being equally wealthy is Trump's worst nightmare. Like Mm. how, how, have they not done even five minutes of research on him as a person and his background as a businessman and how corrupt and shit he is. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's all part of the plan. It's all been part of the plan. And the thing is, the mainstream media won't tell you about all these other incredible things that he has been doing to help implement these amazing structural changes across the globe that only the QAnons have been able to figure out because they've spent so much time doing the research. Why haven't you been doing the research? And why are you just believing what's being fed to you in the news? So, oh, I'm sorry, what's they- your research? Watching one five-minute video on YouTube that another QAnon person made. And are you an expert? Oh, are you asking me or are you asking them? Them. Them. Okay, good. <laughs> Not you. They're like, you haven't done the research. It's like, what yeah. research have you done except watch a crazy person ranting in a YouTube video? 
Yeah. And look, I wish that they were only five minutes long, but there are YouTube channels that run 24 hours a day dedicated to this stuff. They absolutely hypnotize people with the stuff that they just repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. Um, My friend who I've seen fall into this, she talks very proudly about the fact that when she watches stuff on YouTube, she watches it at one and a half speed or double speed so that she can consume more of it and that she's spending 12 hours a day doing the research. And this is how she is just getting more and more and more brainwashed over time hours a day so yeah like we said anyone who would criticize trump the way that we just did they would say this is just trump being persecuted once again they did the same thing to jesus christ and they (laughs) would not for a second accept any of the criticism that was coming this way. He could have stopped all of this, but he just loved the adoration that he was getting from them. So for more than three years, he did absolutely nothing. He loves it. Correct. Yeah. And he did nothing even when Q crimes started happening. So one of the first ones that got attention was a guy blocked off a bridge near the Hoover Dam. He'd armoured his own van. He had guns. He was blocking traffic and he was holding up signs saying you need to release a report about Hillary and the FBI, which had already been released. Mm. But he was convinced that what had been released was a fake version because it didn't have any reference in it to Hillary eating children with Barack Obama because that's what he expected to see in the report because that's what he'd been led to believe by all the people that he was watching on videos. There were assassination attempts on different Democrat politicians, including Joe Biden. Um, A man in New York was actually murdered because people believed that he was involved in the cabal. A man derailed a train trying to drive it into a boat because he thought that taking an action that drastic was going to help to wake people up and make them aware of the fact that children were being harvested under the Getty Museum in Los Angeles. Oh, my God. It's insane. But every time that this would happen, the rest of the QAnon community, rather than going, oh, okay, guys, this has gone too far, they would say, oh, that was a false flag operation. That was Antifa dressed up as QAnon supporters trying to make us look bad. So that was Antifa stands for anti-fascists. And it is basically people who protest fascism, which Mm -hmm. I'm anti-fascism. So good. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so whenever something bad happened, this is what they've said about the uh, siege on the Capitol, that it wasn't yep. them, it was an, it was anti-fascists pretending to be mm-hmm. them to make them look bad. Yep. And they would try to laugh it off and say, we don't care what they say about us in the MSM because we know the truth and we'd never watch the news and the lamestream media because we're so much smarter than everyone else. And, you know, if they want to talk talk about us in the MSM, that's fine. That'll just bring more followers to the cause, which is oh, what they want. Oh, mainstream media. Mm. Yeah, okay. Oh, MSM. Yeah, yeah, that's what they call it. Mainstream media. Yeah, yeah okay. Mm. And the mainstream media cannot be trusted. So you can pretty much guarantee QAnon followers will not be watching any of the news content that you're getting. Instead, they will just be relying on the YouTubers, the QTubers that they follow and that they've decided they're going to put all of their trust in. This is what cults do. They say you're not Mm -hmm. allowed to look at any outside news because they're worried that you will see Mm -hmm. something negative about the group you're in and then you'll look a little bit further and Mm -hmm. start to realise that it's all just a nonsense house of cards. That's why in Scientology, you're not allowed to look at any outside news because most of it, they tell you you're not even allowed to Google Scientology. Mm -hmm. 
And like Scientology as well, they very much act like the squirrel hunters. So when someone leaves the Church of Scientology, they are hounded and they are harassed uh, by yeah. existing Scientology members. And that same thing has happened to people who've spoken negatively about QAnon or people who've been part of the movement and then chosen to step away from it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all, it's so gross. And we really saw all of this take off in a big way in 2020, thanks to the pandemic. And yeah. like, as I've described, the growth and recruitment strategy was already built into the design of QAnon, as it is in all good cults. Um, so, the Anons believed that they had a mission to try to awaken more and more and more people so that then they could finally reach the tipping point where the Great Awakening could happen because it was feasible. Because yeah. their belief was what they've been told by Q, we can't experience the Great Awakening just yet because not enough people are awake and it's going to cause such panic and so many riots, so many people are just going to fall off their chairs that we're just not ready as a planet yet. So we need to try to yeah. wake up more people because if someone has been red-pilled, they'll be able to help ease all of the red pill, uh, sorry, the blue pill people into right. this new reality when they find out all the information that we know that they don't know yet. We so, don't want to shock them. We want to ease them in. Yeah. And so yeah. that's why they have been working so hard for the last few years to recruit, recruit, recruit. And that's why they try to suck people in by saying, aren't you curious? Don't you think maybe mm. you could do a little bit of research? Why don't you start with this video and then this video? And they've got like a whole well, protocol for how to be brainwashed. Recruiting must be going well, because if there's, like you said, approximately 10 million or over 10 million members, mm. at last count, uh, they've uh, numbers suggest that Scientology only has about 800,000. Mm -hmm. So that yep. just dwarfs that. Like, that's mm -hmm. scary. Oh, yeah, it is. And especially the fact that they are across the globe. And the reason for that is the pandemic. COVID-19 was a godsend for them because mm. all of a sudden... You have all these bored, confused, stressed people who are stuck at home with a lot of time on their hands and they are able to watch a lot of YouTube videos. So the environment was right for people to start researching and allowing themselves to be brainwashed. Plus so many people, they just couldn't wrap their head around what was going on in the world. Yeah. And so they were looking for answers at a time when everything was just chaotic. And it is a miracle to me that my mother did not get sucked into QAnon during mm. COVID. Mm. Well, I mean, at the end of the COVID, she just decided I was the devil. So <laughs> that's better. <laughs> but at least she didn't get sucked into COVID. <laughs> yes. Yes. But she's exactly because she's a boomer. She's older. She's not working. COVID mm. meant she was stuck at home. She's on the computer all the time. Mm -hmm. That's like their target demo. It's actually a miracle that it missed her. Yep. Because yeah, there are so really many is. different entry points as well, depending on what your interest is. So a lot yeah. of people came to it via the Save the Children movement that they were curious about human trafficking and they wanted to know what they could do to help. And that then sucked them into learning about the cabal. And there were a lot mm -hmm. of people, of course, who thought COVID was a total hoax. And that drew them in thanks to the anti-vaxxers who'd sort of bound themselves to the QAnon movement as well. So it gave people this sense of purpose that they felt were really lacking at that time. Yeah. Um, and it felt fun for them to join yeah. on all this fun research and to Feel be a like part of a community. Of exactly. And you're it's an epic war. You're isolated at home, but the second you get online, you are part of a community. 
Exactly. So they dedicated their lives to this, a lot of people, and mm. believed that it was truly worth it because this is the greatest war in the history of humankind. And they were very proud to be digital soldiers in that war, doing what Q told them to do it. Well, can I just and- say, if you truly, and I often say this about anti-abortion campaigners because, you know, I'm pro-abortion. I've had them. So thank you for them existing. But mm. it, it, if you truly believed that abortion meant people were killing babies mm. and if you truly believe, like QAnon people, that there is a group of high-powered individuals who are kidnapping and torturing children, if you truly believed that, you would do anything you could to stop it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, it's a weird thing because like, I don't blame them for being in completely passionate about the fact about what they are doing because if you believed children were being harmed, if you believed babies were being murdered, of course you would want to do something about it. But I mm-hmm. think the problem is why they believe it and, and mm-hmm. how that's happened and what got them to that point. Yep. And that's what I find baffling looking back at Pizzagate. So many people truly believed it and did nothing except post about it on social media. But then that one guy was like, I'm going to go save those kids, which if you look at it from his point of view, it's kind of heroic. Even though Mm -hmm. he was crazy, he thought he was going there to save children who were chained up in a basement under a pizza shop. Mm -hmm. And if you truly believe children were chained up in a basement under a pizza shop, wouldn't you want to go and save them? Absolutely. And that is why I think it is so (laughs) gross that there are people who have manipulated other people into believing this stuff to build a profile for themselves. They know it's not real. They have made it up Uh, and they have spread it and they have watched other people destroy their lives or take violent action in this way. Um, that's why I, I really truly hope that at some point people properly investigate Paul Ferber and Coleman Rogers and Tracy Diaz, who are the people that we can trace this all back to, because there is so much that Mm. it seems like they are responsible for. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I will just also point out they were not the only people who made a lot of money out of this and benefited from this mass delusion. Um, a lot of Q influencers have arisen and mm. like they just proliferated in 2020. There was an explosion of them, people trying to build a profile and make money. My friend included, she tried really hard to sort of establish her own community and to become a leader there. Um, mm. They would get Which people would to donate dollars. to them. Exactly. Yeah. Yes direct donations, selling merchandise and making money as well through partnering with YouTube and selling advertising. They were creating resources for how to red pill friends and family because they're all trying to work towards this great awakening. Um, And some of them have done incredibly well. My friend has not. She (laughs) hasn't been successful yet. Um, But a lot of people who already had semi well-established followings then chose to pivot away from posting about homewares to suddenly posting about save the children. The cabal is going to destroy the planet. We have to become light workers and serve Donald Trump. Well, that's what what Pete Evans is headed towards. mm, Exactly. He's already started posting kind of stuff like that. Their profile would explode because if people 
who were in the QAnon community then knew that you were one of their supporters, then they would flood to your channel to follow you and to support you. So it was kind of an easy money-making scheme to suddenly flip overnight and say, I'm a QAnon supporter now. Um, And because of those influences as well, we've been able to see how they've been able to target different demographics in different ways by sort of leading with different messages that they've kind of customised. So hate groups, it spread like wildfire through them for pretty obvious reasons. The KKK, the neo-Nazis, the Proud Boys, they all got Mm. on board because an influencer that they respect would tell them Trump's going to dismantle Israel and Trump is going to stop the white genocide from happening. Mm. So that would be their entry point that would hook them in. And in the wellness community, they really focused on we're about to enter a new era, the age of Aquarius. This is going to be the great awakening and it's going to be ushered in by the most unlikely of people, Donald Trump, if you can believe it. And then that would then become their sort of entry point. Um, The evangelical community, that's the other place where it's just been absolutely rampant and they would lead in with the good versus evil, battle against Satan, demonic forces are trying to sacrifice our children. Oh, I'm um, not surprised. The evangelical angelical community are always the first to be the most racist, the most bigoted, the most homophobic, the most sexist. Mm. They are always the worst. Yep. Fuck mm-hmm. you, Margaret Court. Name yeah. it Egon Gulagong Arena. Amen. Thank you very much for that. Um, A lot of other conspiracy theorists sort of attach themselves to QAnon as well because it was building so much momentum. So they'd sort of say, hey, QAnon is also proof that 9-11 was an inside job or that governments around the world are actually corporations. So Mm. like I keep saying, it just kept snowballing and snowballing. And I just can't for a second believe that the people who sort of imagined this to begin with when it started off as a LARP could have ever foreseen that it was going to turn into this, especially for them to then sit back and watch as people debate each other about what is and what is not believed in QAnon. One of the big things that they will debate over is whether or not JFK Jr. is still alive and whether he's actually going to be the next president. Yeah. Yeah. It has so many parallels to our Blair Witch episode in that Mm. the guys who created that and who created the law behind that movie and who put a lot of effort into writing a really detailed fake history to make it seem real had Mm. people telling them, no, no, it's a a real history. The movie's fake, but the history's real. And the guys were like, no, we made it up. Like they were telling people, I am the person who wrote this and made it up. And Mm. people were saying to them, no, that's not true. It's real. It's like Mm -hmm. by that point, they'd lost control of it people believed it was real, even if they told them it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Like Q did directly say, no, JFK Jr., definitely dead, but still people will say, no, that was a decoy. That was a decoy. Yeah, that wasn't the real Q. Yeah, or that was him telling us something else in that message. Yeah. Yeah. When he said definitely dead, he meant definitely as in like not. (laughs) That's the code. All right. So where where are we at? Flash forward the day of the election, Ron Watkins, who many believe was actually posting as Q, but we know at least had control of Q, he stepped down as the um, admin of 8chan. Yes, Um, I remember this. So at that point. 
So the insurrection happened, the siege on the Capitol building happened, and mm-hmm. then all the people who had done that started getting arrested, started getting put on no-fly lists, and the videos mm-hmm. of that happening are glorious to watch, like we mentioned. Um, and all I noticed one of another glorious thing to watch is mostly I've been seeing it on Twitter, people posting screenshots of people in QAnon chat rooms saying, what's going on? Have we been mm-hmm. had? How come we lost? Like, how come we're getting arrested? We shouldn't be getting arrested. We're just doing what Donald Trump told us. We attacked the Mm. Capitol building. That's what he wanted us to do. And so a lot Mm. of them started losing faith then. And a lot of them kept saying, well, no, but Inauguration Day will never go through. Like, he's going to do something at the last minute. And I think Ron Watkins, who everybody assumes is Q, knew on Inauguration Day, well, this is D-Day. And they're all thinking that, Donald Trump's going to rise up out of the ground with a fire spear and kill Joe Biden and save us all, and it's not going to happen. So that day he cowered it out and he wrote a message saying, hey, guys, it's been fun. Mm -hmm. We've got to accept Joe Biden's the president. Okay, bye. And then he just left. He literally said, just remember all the fun memories we made together and think of the friends that you made along the way. Like. (laughs) And then he said, but also Joe Biden's really the president. We need to accept that. Okay, bye. Mm -hmm. So he just basically was like, whoops, caused a bit of chaos here and now Mm -hmm. I'm leaving. (laughs) See ya. So he had stepped down on the day of the election. So this was early November. And then Q hardly posted at all throughout November, only a couple of times. And mostly they were links to YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. That was what the final drop that we saw from Q was on the 8th of December. We've heard nothing from Q since then because obviously Mm -hmm. Ron had already stepped away. Ron did appear in the media. He was the guy that was saying that he was a systems tech analyst expert, whatever, who could prove that the Dominion voting systems had been rigged for Joe Biden. Um, when he appeared in the media, they conveniently didn't mention that he owned HN and what it was notorious for. Um, And then we didn't hear from him for a while until, like you said, he came out on the day of the inauguration and basically went, guys, it's over. The role-playing game that we've all been enjoying for the last three and a bit years has to come to a close and the time is now. And yet there are still people who are hanging on to hope, my friend included, genuinely Mm. believe that the storm is still coming. We have to keep the faith because we want the Great Awakening to happen. Donald Trump is still the greatest person this planet has ever seen and they will not rest until they have made the storm and made the Great Awakening happen, which is a scary thought. Even the person who bloody started the whole thing said... My bad. This kind of got mm. out of hand, but it's over now. No, nah, you can't. You don't decide that it's over. You don't mm-hmm. scream fire in a crowded cinema and then act un- like that. You can't believe you can't stop people from stampeding towards the door. Like mm. that's mm-hmm. not how it works. Yeah. So, yes, the whole thing has been pretty wild. I have skipped over a lot of stuff there. So, of course, I'm going to put together a list of resources that you can dive into if you want to um, get a bit more content. Um, But, yeah, that is the story of how a live-action role-playing game just took on a life of its own. And And since that day, since the inauguration, when Ron Watkins was like, bye, um, a lot of people are still believing it, your friend included. Mm-hmm. They've, I read, wrote Ron Watkins off like a traitor. So they've all been like, well, he sucks. 
Q's yep. arrowing thing now, but nobody officially as Q has posted, right? But the no, people are still no. believing that it's a mm-hmm. thing. And one of the things that I absolutely love, someone tried to sort of step into Q's shoes by saying that they were e-anonymous. And so they started setting up these profiles on Twitter and on Mm. Parler before Parler had been shut down, basically saying, I've been endorsed by Q to take the reins from here. So I'll be the one that's sharing the intel Mm. on the fight against the cabal that's going on. Um, Twitter shut them down six times in a row with six different accounts that they set up. So then they said, I'm just going to be over here on Parler waiting for you all. Um, and then then obviously Parler went black. So yeah, yeah, that attempt was, um, nipped in the bud, thankfully. Um, it will arise. I mean, I found it scary. Yeah. Someone will come and fill the shoes, but what is scary to me is that everyone was kind of laughing and we're watching those videos of people getting put on no fly lists and people finally read like, Mm. and I'm reading all these funny Reddit threads of QAnon believers watching the inauguration in disbelief and finally saying, Oh my God, have we been tricked? And, Mm. but the scary thing is, is most cult experts that I've been reading and who've been commenting on it have been saying, Um, these people don't just stop believing straight away. There is now Mm. a vacuum that needs to be filled and the people who are going to come in and fill that, these people are all desperate to believe something. They're a bit Mm -hmm. lost. And the people who are going to come in and grab them are white supremacists. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. Q has always, not everyone in Q is is technically a white supremacist or technically Mm. racist. A lot of them are just people who think they're saving tortured children Mm. And now the whites and a lot of them have actually been uncomfortable with the white supremacy angle that some people have tried to insert into QAnon. But now Mm. the white supremacists are like, oh, your leaders left you. You feel all alone. Come over here. We'll Mm -hmm. be your community. And so a lot of experts I've been reading have been saying the scary thing is they are going to end up in groups worse than the one they're in because Mm -hmm. they're leaderless and lost and they they want someone to fill the void and racist, bigoted, white supremacist groups are going to come in and fill that void. So we need to watch out for that. Mm -hmm. We really do. Um, Yeah, this certainly is not over. I'm sure we'll end up doing a follow-up episode after this one Um, because, yeah, this is the midpoint of the story. But that is just the gist of the first few years of QAnon. And isn't it crazy that, like, like I said, I thought it was just a bunch of pro-Trumpers, anti-Hillary people. Mm. I had no idea things about light workers and lizard men and a great awakening. And it's all mm. very biblical and religious and bizarre. They believe in nonsense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, when you get to the really extreme of one of the strains of QAnon. But like I said, you can also have then pastel Q, which is women who just understand that if they support Q, it means that they support anti-pedophilia measures and they're against um, child trafficking. So, And you say to them, why do you support Q? And they're like, because I don't believe in pedophilia. Do you? Mm. And it's like hard to argue. Well, no, I don't. Yeah. So like, yeah. This is what my friend was posting. She was saying, if you vote for the Democrats, it doesn't mean that you are a pedophile. It just means that you support pedophilia. What? Yeah. And keep in mind, she's an Australian living in Canada. And that's the sort of thing that she had been oh brainwashed to put out into the universe. Yeah. So to finish us off for the day, where has she landed? 
how, she, how she handled still, the fact that the Great Awakening didn't happen on the day of the inauguration and Trump abandoned her and is playing golf in Florida. Her theory is that the inauguration had all been pre-recorded and um, she knows this because she's watched a video where someone gave a testimonial saying that they had watched the bloopers from the pre-recorded inauguration. So that was all just put on as a bit of a show. In actual reality, the military has taken over and there is martial law in the US. It's just that no one knows about it yet. And when the time is right, that is when the military is going to then imprison all of the Democrats and send them off to Guantanamo Bay and they will reinstate Trump as the emperor leader of that great nation. And that will then allow him to introduce Jasara, which is a global overhaul of the economic system. He will put an end to all the COVID nonsense. He will ban vaccines forever. And I could go on and on and on and on, but she is doubling down. This is a normal person that you went to high school with. That's right. And she's now identified that because so many people have given up on the cause and they've stepped away, that leaves a vacancy for her to fill. So she sees all of this Ah. as an opportunity. Yeah. It's wild. And it's sad. It's really sad. There's mental health stuff there. Like that is, yeah. Wow. Her main driver for wanting the Great Awakening to happen is to be reunited with her family because Because she's ostracized herself. Yeah. And so when she talks in her videos, I'm one of the very few who listen to it. It's heartbreaking because she just wants it all to happen so she can then be reunited with her loved ones. And her family will be like, we were wrong. We know it's true now. And they can be re, oh my God. but But being separated from her loved ones isn't enough to make her, she's just waiting She's chosen her convictions. It is upsetting. She is one of 10 million people potentially who have made the same decision that they, they have chosen the Q to be more important to them than the family that they've known and loved their entire lives. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and that's why I want people to be held responsible. I want the Watkins to be investigated properly so that they can actually be held accountable if they have done this, because all of this is based on a lie. People have been tricked and then they have been brainwashed and then they have brainwashed other people and it can well, all be sourced back. five people died during the siege of the capital. Six, yeah. Six. Yeah, like, people died. It's mm. not like this is like, oh, we did a fun game and, and it got a bit out of hand. It's like, no, a lot of people have died. Mm-hmm. People are in yeah. prison. People have ruined their entire life. Like, that guy who raided the pizza shop. People have ruined their entire lives because of mm-hmm. something you thought was funny one afternoon. Exactly. And then so, started making money off so you wouldn't pull it back. Yeah. And then it got to a point where there was no way that you could actually, you know, reveal the truth yeah. because so many people have been swept up in it. So I'm sorry that was a long one, everyone. It is a topic that... And um, what a... I mean... I really do feel like now I wish I had asked you to do the Civil War because that was a downer. (laughs) Yeah. Well, look, the thing that I think we can sort of be hopeful for is that this has had so much attention on it now and there's Mm. really been a shot light a shotlight spotlight that's been shone on it in a way that it never has before, thanks to the insurrection. And so I think a lot more people are going to actually take this seriously and investigate it properly. So hopefully Mm. we will see this actually be revealed for the hoax that it is. And a lot of people did step back after inauguration day. They were like, wow, Mm. I've been part of a hoax and that sucks Mm. and Mm. stepped back. 
So, I mean, I guess you're on QAnon watch. Mm-hmm. I'll so keep you posted. You'll keep us posted. All right. Wow. Well, I uh, hope you enjoyed two <laughs> special episodes this week. We will be back now, weekly-ish, every Friday for 2021. Love mm-hmm. all of y'all. Happy Bye. New Year.